Hello and welcome to What We Read in the Bedroom. My name is Kalen. How are you guys today? Now, I know some of you who have listened before are very confused because this podcast used to be called Not Your Normal Books. Now, I did I did rename the podcast um, and there was a couple things that went into the reasoning for that. Um, but, oh, I, 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 I kind of feel like what we read in the bedroom goes more with the types of books that we are reading. So my dog is literally laying on my feet and I'm trying, or next to my feet. And I'm so trying not to hear it with the wheels of my chair. Um, Trying to turn on my do not disturb on my phone. So I I know I said I would be back in six weeks. It has been eight weeks. It has been a crazy eight weeks. Now I realized the day that I was supposed to come uh the day that the episode was supposed to come out was New Year's Day. I had no time to record or do anything for the episode and that is because I had to work uh New Year's Eve and by the time I got home from work I was just exhausted um I had been working oh I think the only time that I had off during the these are the only days that I had off during the Christmas holidays um I had the 23rd off but that was because we are under a level three snow emergency um, I would have had that day off anyway. I had Christmas Eve, Christmas Day off, and I had New Year's Day off. Other than that, I worked the entire time, and I was working a different shift, and then I went back to my own shift, and then I had, I'm just like, oh, I'll get it done the next, I'll get it done for the next week. That didn't happen either. I had my family Christmas, a whole bunch of stuff came up on Friday, so I wasn't able to get any of that done. So, we're here. And I will tell you, the last eight weeks have been a whirlwind, to to say the least. Um, a lot. It may. It, it doesn't seem like it, but in that short amount of time, a lot has happened. Um, so mainly, uh, and. So the big, big, big thing that happened um, during my during my little hiatus was I came out. Um, yeah, that was I've I've known for a while. I came out to a couple people back in September but I didn't actually come out to any like family or anything until November no November or October um I came out to some family um I actually started I actually uh started a relationship with a woman and then that relationship ended so I am back on the market. Um, I had told 
the rest of my uh the rest of my extended family for the most part um and I told them during the family Christmas and uh the one question that I got asked more than anything how's dating going yeah that that is what my family all wants to know is how dating's going for me they and I don't know why I was worried about what their like um reactions were gonna be because I've I should have known better um they absolutely did not care when my brother came out um when a couple of our cousins came out um but I grew up in a big catholic family you never know um, I will say when my brother came out, my grandma was a little heartbroken and a little mad, um, mainly because she grew up thinking that my brother was going to become a priest. And that did not happen. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so that... That is what my uh, time off has done. Um, am I looking to start dating again? Yes and no. Right now, I think I, I'm actually going on vacation in, in about three weeks. So I think once I come back from vacation, I'll like really start looking, but I'm not 100% sure yet. So, and, and I'm not saying that I'm going to let just one relationship that kind of, that did go bad, um, like, keep me from trying to date again. Oh, fuck no. I've had horrible relationships in the past. But, uh, but yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, uh, we're actually going to get into our book now. So the book that we have is the Vixen's lead by Tate James. So about Tate, she is a USA today bestselling author, or maybe it's just a USA bestselling author. I might have mixed that up. Shit. Sorry if I messed that up or messed mess that up i can't apparently i can't speak today i had to waking up early going to work and then taking a i taking a two-hour nap on the couch when you have a um true crime show going on is probably not the best thing anyhow who i did that today okay so Tay is a USA best-selling author. She was born and raised in New Zealand. She now lives in Australia with her husband. And this is from her own writing, her crotch fruit. I feel like I have to say every child now is crotch fruit. God, that is the best term ever. It kind of makes me wish I had kids so then I could call them crotch fruit. But then I know my mother would yell at me and I don't like to be yelled at especially by my mother even though i'm in my 30s anyway uh she is a lover of books booze cats coffee and like many of us not a morning person this is why i work afternoons also because i can't get uh 
a shift or I can't get a job on on day shift anyway um she can be a bit too sarcastic can't we all swear too much yep and like most of us tells too many dirty jokes what do you think I've been doing at work all week I've been telling dirty jokes if if I can ever get Tate on as a guest I will have a whole section just dedicated to telling her dirty jokes I'll have I've I've got a whole bond stored up in my memory to let her just ready to go okay so our characters in this are Kit Lucy Caleb Austin Cole Wesley River Jonathan Simon and Dupree Kit and Lucy have known each other since, uh, basically since, uh, Kit came into foster care, um, and that was around age five. Now, I believe Lucy was in that foster home at the time, but I'm not 100% sure on that, um, and when they were around 13, they were both adopted. Kit's adopted father got Lucy a scholarship to the same boarding school that Kit goes to. Uh, during... So, both Kit and Lucy have some special skills. Lucy, with uh, being basically a tech genius, and we'll figure out what, and, and, and as we go along, we'll talk about how uh, Kit's speciality comes into play with us, but, um, and, and, and it's due to what happened to them at the foster home that they be that they come up with the, uh, that they create this persona of the fox now the fox is a international jewelry thief or just a thief in general um and they do have certain people on their list that they do go after and and we'll get into that as as we go now, Kit, when we first actually meet Kit, she's on a job in Beverly Hills. She's stealing this ring that is just a description of it is ugly. It might be pretty in real life, but it really doesn't sound like it. Um... So she's getting ready to leave. She's going to go hand it off to the handler. But that doesn't happen. So she actually brings a ring back to school with her, which is near Seattle, Washington. Um, It's uh, right outside Seattle. I cannot. Oh, my God. The school is called the name of the town. CFA Kenny Falls Oh god I've read this book so many times I should know I it's nope not there 
not there. Um, anyway, um, she and she Kate goes not to her room, but she goes straight to Lucy's room. And it's there that Lucy finds that there's a tracker on it. And instead of taking the ring somewhere else and then disabling the tracker, Kit freaks out for a second, grabs the ring, and throws it right into the soft drink that Lucy was drinking. Now, I don't know... Okay, so in the U.S., we can call a soft drink either a pop or a soda. I know in Great Britain or the U.K., they call it fizzy pop or fizzy drink, something like that. I want to know what you call it in Australia. Now, I know I can Google it. But I kind of don't want to. I want I want someone who actually lives in Australia to tell me what you call a fountain. Well, you call a fountain drink too. There's so many terms for it, but uh, soda, soda pop, pop, fizzy drink. What I call my daily coffee because I hate coffee. Sorry. Okay, and and this might be blasphemy for some people, but the reason that I hate coffee is so when I was younger and my parents were still together, my dad would drink coffee every morning. So my um my dad would come down in a pair of shorts, no shirt on, and um, he would make himself a cup of coffee and he started drinking it and he would always go, coffee puts hair in your chest. My dad's a fairly hairy man. And as a four-year-old, I believed him. I really thought coffee would put hair in your chest and that's why my dad was so fucking hairy. Turns out that's just genetics, possibly. I don't know. My brother drinks coffee too and he's pretty hairy as well. Um... But I, I can't. No, and and there's a time where I worked as a barista, and ooh, that's, I, I got used to the coffee smell, like just the taste of it. But I'm starting to, to slowly wean myself onto the very, 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 very sugary coffee, aka frappes. Slowly, um, any howdy who. Now, something that the girls have done um, to make sure that, you know, they cannot be pointed to as being the fox, which who would really look at two teenage girls? But they have left um, uh, false leads about the appearance of the fox so it was always just like a man age uh 30 to 40 um certain height certain build like basically the opposite complete opposite of them 
something that Kit can do that helps them with the with their jobs is that she has some very strange abilities. Uh, and this is such as moving faster than a normal human could, uh, having su- far superior strength than someone her size should. So they said she was like five, six, five, seven, five, eight, somewhere around that. And I'm going to put her probably around my sister's weight, which is about 120. And she can knock probably a fucking bull elephant out with a punch. And that... Ouch. Um, But she... she also has something else. She has the ability to heal from injuries. So when school starts in the first day of class, she gets called right into the headmaster's office. And she's trying to think if, if she has done anything so far that can get, get her kicked out of school. But really, the headmaster just wants her to show around two new students and these are twins named austin and caleb king now she does find them very attractive but she loses the attraction for austin when he opens his mouth and talks now austin is an asshole there's no way about it he's very condescending he's very cocky he he's an asshole Caleb, on the other hand, is this nice, easygoing guy that she has no problem talking and connecting with. And But during the walk, you know, the, the guys start asking these weird type of questions like, um, is there anybody new? Uh, does anybody have any strange, anything strange about them? And... You know, this this really makes Kit start to wonder why they're asking all these things. And, they're just, and, and part of her is thinking, well, maybe it's something to do with the ring and the tracker. But there's no way it can be connected back to her. Um, she also learns that they aren't living on campus, but living with their cousin River. And that they've been to so many schools that they all feel and look the same so they won't need to be shown the entire school as the weeks go on things start to go back to normal uh there's a few weird things that happen like an exploding fishbowl um finding out that caleb uh had joined austin in a king twin sandwich with austin's girlfriend kate had oh kate wow sorry kit had overheard this and she loses any attraction she had for Caleb at this point. Um, and because she she thought there was something going on between them when they had a movie night, and um, and and she started to freak out when she heard thunder. Now to her, thunder sounds just like the crack of a whip. That is something that um, will be explained as we go. 
Now, she is ignoring the brothers, um, and she does that. Mostly, she focuses on a job that she's doing, and this job is to uh, get documents uh, for a client. And she's looking through, and she comes across a folder that talks of a lab that's doing experiments on non-willing participants. And, and it looks like they're trying to give them super strength and speed, but there's nothing um, about that that says anything about healing. And, and, you know, she's wondering if she was part of a, an experiment when she was a kid. And, and, that's, um, and that's why she is the way that she is. Because we learn that Kit has no recollection of her childhood from the age of five so when cps found her she only knew her name and her age and nothing else which sounds really fucking weird so caleb had woke her up the morning after the job and she's really grumpy she didn't go to bed till super late um but uh he's just like you know i'll i'll, I'll take you out for lunch so they go to lunch uh, Lucy comes in, who we find out her real name is Lucifer. I love that. Um, and and Lucy joins them, and you know they're all talking and whatnot. Another strange thing happens where this waitress is putting down a cup of um, like Coke or or water. I can't remember which one, but it's got some sweat on it, some condensation. And as she's pulling her hand away, you see this electric, uh, uh, like this electric bolt go from, um, her finger to the cup and you see the steam go off where some of the condensation, uh, was basically boiled or evaporated. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a little weird. Um, Austin and his girlfriend Anna come join them and you know both of them start talking some shit but Lucy cuts them off cuts them off really fast saying that the only reason that behind is because they had a, ch- a shitty childhood and that Kit was adopted by Jonathan when she was 13 they leave and you can see that Caleb is pissed and that Austin is in shock like they they never thought that, you know, they thought, you know, Kit was this spoiled little rich girl who um, didn't have anything going for her except for spending her daddy's money. But then they, they get a reality check. Reality check. Um, I was watching, I was going through Instagram reels the other night. And uh, I I came across oh god um I don't I don't have Apple TV so I can't watch a series but it is the um <sighs> Jason Sedaka is it him yeah it's his series and it's about like the soccer team or something like that in Canada I I can't remember. Um, 
but watching that reel, he he had said something that had really made me think. People can be one of two things, curious or judgmental. And instead of being curious, Austin was being judgmental. Um, anyway. Both Kid and Lucy go back to ignoring her. Kid's eating off campus almost every day where she runs into Cole. Now, Kid had previously run into Cole before, and, and that was after the, she got the file. Um, she went to the gym. She worked out uh, just to kind of think everything over. And just she had so much adrenaline going through her that she needed to work it out of her system or else she'd have a burnout, which would leave her passed out for three days. Not something that she wants to have repeated again. Um so they go out for lunch. We learn that Cole is an ex-MMA fighter. Um, while they're having lunch, both Kit and Lucy have a blast from the past that is not all that great uh, afterwards. And that is Simon. Now, Simon is a fellow foster kid um, from the same foster home, and he was like a brother to both Kit and Lucy, and the only thing is, he doesn't pay a single look of attention to Lucy. Now, Lucy had tried to find Simon using her computer skills, but could never locate him, and Simon's giving off this really, like, creepy vibe, you know, um, and Kit's trying not to be rude, but it comes off that way a little bit. And he's just like, I have something to tell you, but you have to meet me tonight alone and I'll tell you everything. So she, Kit gets there a little late. Um, she first has her weekly phone call with her adoptive father, Caleb, who I guess had only lived with all guys before, just goes into someone's room without knocking. I no, 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 no. Okay, there are times where I walk into someone's house without knocking, but that is because they already know that I'm coming over and I told them I'm five minutes away. That's the only time. Other than that, no, you knock when you go in someone's house or room or whatever. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had to think there for a minute if I've ever walked into someone's room without knocking and I have and what I saw was nothing I wanted to ever see again anyway um so they ended up talking for a little bit and uh she finally gets to the bar now she is a half hour late and the bar that she's at um the bartender uh tends to look away from underage drinking as long as you're not causing a scene but simon starts to he's he's had a few drinks he's coming very combative and um so uh, uh kit takes him outside and he's now saying he wanted to warn her about something but has decided not to um he then starts to profess his love for her and that he enjoyed the time that he had with her when he was injured because she would be there taking care of him. Okay, that's a little fucked in the head. 
And and she's just like, you're a brother to me and Lucy. Anything that you felt is sick. And and he literally smacks her across the face, gizzing, uh, uh no, no, sorry. He kisses her, and then she pushes him away. He smacks her across the face that splits her lip and has some bruising as well. This well-dressed Englishman comes into the alley, restrains Simon, gets him to leave, but Simon calls her Foxy Girl before he leaves. Now, the Englishman is just like, why did he call you that? She goes, well, because of my hair. Duh. She has very bright red hair. Um, I might have had too much caffeine today. That's okay. Um, he gets closer to her, says interesting, and then starts to walk away. Now, this is when she starts to freak out because the bruising and the split lip are now healed. They healed in front of the stranger and she is freaking out. We find Cole, Austin, Caleb, and the man from the alley who we know is River setting up cameras outside of it's room. They're actually out in the courtyard doing this. Now, they have their tech guy, Wesley, uh, back at their HQ, uh, keeping an eye on all the monitors. But he sees someone um, getting into Kit's dorm room, and then they, and then he goes, they're going, then he tells them, hey, they're taking her out the window. So Austin and Cole run there. Uh, they apprehend the would-be kidnappers, take Kit back to the home base. Now, she has been drugged. Um, when she wakes up, she has this, like, hangover-type headache. Uh, she's very pissed off. And she also finds out that they know that she is the fox. But they're not going to take her to their actual headquarters just yet. Oh, because they want to know who else is after her. Now, she's just like, well, you... They tell her that they have the men who tried to kidnap her. She goes, well, go ask them. They're just like, we can't. As soon as we started to interrogate them, they took cyanide... They had hidden cyanide capsules in their mouth, and they broke them and killed themselves. After she gets the okay from Lucy, she tells the guys that Lucy's in on it. Um, and uh, when Lucy comes over, uh, Wes ends up saying something that really pisses Lucy off. And it's basically just like, you're taking money from innocent people. And that pisses Lucy right off. So she gets out of there. Over the next few weeks, she's working with the guys on strength training, uh, guns, knives, um, and and um, uh, hand-to-hand combat. So she's working with all of them, all of them about that. 
And so she starts sparring with the guys and she starts sparring. She wants to spar or she sparred with just Cole and he wants to see how she does against someone else. Now she first tries it with Caleb, but Caleb is going very easy on her and it's not going to do anything. So then she has Austin come do it. Now Austin is being an ass yet again, and he just really starts to piss her off. So she has Austin on the ground. She's going in for a punch. And Austin moves at last minute, but she can't pull the punch back uh, fast enough to where she punches the ground or punches the floor very hard and breaks her hand very badly. Now, something that we learned about her healing ability is that she needs to be either um, scared or excited, uh, any type of excited, um, to be able to heal. But since she's feeling very pissed off and angry, she can't heal. And she gets River to go into a bedroom with her. And he's just like, I've seen you heal before. Why aren't you healing now? She goes, And so she explains it all to him. Um, and she also tells him that sexual simulation can work as well. Okay, how, how cool would that be if, like, you're injured or tired or whatever the fuck it is. And all you have to do is just like get off to feel better dude that'd be awesome um anyway back to this uh so they before they go a little further than rounding third base they are interrupted and she tells the others about the ability and how and how she found out this is about a now this part right here can be a little triggering so if anyone wants to skip past for a while that's completely fine um i should have i'll put a trigger warning in and uh <coughs> the notes shit all right when she was first found on the side of the road they couldn't find an ex of kin for her so she was sent to foster care. Hold on. I had a piece of ice in my mouth. I don't know why I tried talking. Miss Suzette's is where she ended up. And it's where she met Lucy and Simon. Suzette had patrons that would come in and pay money for an hour with a child. That child was locked in a room. And the only rules that Suzette had was that there was no visible markings in the face or an injury to the point where they would have to go, where the child would have to go to the hospital. When Kit was 11, she was put into a room with a man named Mr. Gray. Now, this is the code name. Uh, she fought him that day. She punched him so hard that it knocked him out. When he woke up, he beat her till she was close to death. And the guards put her um, back in the room with lucy and simon and they're trying to think of a cover story of of what to do if they had to take if she died or if they really had to take her to the hospital but what surprised her and suzette the next day was that she had no visible markings and 
Kit soon became the most sought after. And this is because Gray had told a whole bunch of the other patrons about it. So instead of having a week off each time, that became less and less so. Suzette made a deal with her that if she didn't fight, then Lucy would never have to go into one of those rooms again. So during while Kit's telling them all this, um, you see the guys are struggling to keep their composure. River and Cola just joined Omega when she was rescued, and it was Omega that had came in and saved all the kids. But most of all the patrons got off scot-free. She tells them about the documents that she got when she was procuring them for a customer. So that's the one thing that they start working on. And they find a connection to a place called Blood Moon Labs. And they find out that they're into some really sketchy shit. They start to make plans to go and infiltrate the lab and get the record. So the plan goes good for the most part until they get to the records room. Now... This records room is so much bigger in person. And what they don't realize is that they have that there's a camera inside the records room that Lucy and Wes did not get control of. Kit is forced to kill a person. And you can see this takes a toll on her. Um so when they get back to the house after they get as many of the documents as they can, um she goes down to the basement to work out just to get her mind off of what had happened and that's when Cole goes down there and uh, they do some sparring they work on um, Austin had told Cole that she had got taken from behind so she had a, a, a I think it was a belt around her neck that uh, one of the guards had had gotten her and so she wasn't able to get out of that um so uh cole's working on her on that or with that and things take a turn towards sexy and they actually have sex together for the first time there comes a day when she needs to go back to her room to get more clothes so river's the one that takes her and when they get there they find this burner phone and they take it back to us and wait till everyone gets home before they talk about making the call. They do that. And because there's only one number on that phone. So they call the number and it's this woman named Dupree. And she's in charge of Blood Mood Labs. She's just like, you made a mess in my lab, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then she's telling Kit that if she turns her over to, if she, if Kit turns herself over to Dupree, then Dupree won't go after any of the guys' families. Now, the guys have, they're just, they're all fine with that. And it turns out that um, none of them are using their actual last names. Um, most of all of the guys have no family except for Wes. Wes has a mother and brother who live in, oh, I believe it's, I believe it's Sweden. Um, I believe it's Sweden. And um, they actually live next to another Omega base. And so they're not worried about that. And they fight over what the decision will be. And, and Kit's just like, I, I'm trying to figure out the best avenue to go. Um, so they're just like, take the night and and we'll decide in the morning. Well, she goes to bed when she wakes up. She kind of has an idea of what she wants to do. 
But she finds out that Austin had took the phone, had told Dupree no in a text, and um, then destroyed the phone. Now, Kit is pissed off at the guys, and they find out the um, the true measure of her strength. When she finds that she's holding a cup of coffee, which to her, to Kit, um, coffee is the coming of Jesus to her, so... She never wants to um, let have any of it go to waste. So she's got a cup of coffee. What she does is she takes that cup, slams it and her hand onto the marble countertop. Uh, the cup breaks and the marble countertop kind of breaks as well. And uh, I, I know marble is pretty fucking hard. So I'm scared, and I know Kit's not a real person, and I'm fucking terrified of her right now. Um, but she hangs out with Wes all day because he's just like, I'm going to be working on my computer. I won't bother you, and I'll make sure none of the other guys do as well. Um, now, she later gets a phone call from Lucy, but it's not Lucy. It's Dupree. Now, this is a like a, um, a FaceTime. Um... Kit sees in the background Lucy, but she's tied up to a chair, beaten, and when Kit won't agree to what Dupree wants, which is to turn herself over, um, Dupree has her goons start beating Lucy. Kit is able to see something in the background that tells her exactly where they are, and she takes off with the guys on her on her uh, tail. Now, what she was able to see in the background was a blue... Um, unicorn and i just held the pen to my forehead so i looked like a fucking unicorn um and that's a show that that is a place for a party and the thing is there's only one blue unicorn so she knows exactly where that is so they get to this warehouse kit kills one goon uh, one of the goons with just a kick to his chest Gets to Lucy and it's untying her knots, but you know, Kit's hands are shaking so much. Um, once they get her out of the chair and on the floor, they see how bad of a shape that Lucy's actually in. They run to the and they start to rush to the hospital. But on the way there, Lucy stops breathing. Wes is trying to revive her. They get to the hospital. Lucy's taken into surgery, and Kit's on a verge of an overload. And so she has to find a way to release some of this excess energy. So what she does is she goes outside. Um, River comes with her. She takes a knife from River and is just cutting her arm multiple times. And that is to kickstart the healing process. So then that means the energy that she has up is rerouting itself to knit the skin back together so that is using the energy that way uh, it's better than going on a 30 mile sprint and um and it's actually not the time for her to fuck it out either um so a couple hours later the doctor comes out and tells her that lucy is stable but critical the most worrying thing is the brain swelling if she can make it through the night and then she'll be out of the woods Kit and the guys that go home, but she has this feeling something bad's going to happen. So during the night, while everyone else is asleep, she heads to the hospital. What she finds when she gets to Lucy's room is that two of Dupree's 
two more of Dupree's goons are there. Um, and one of them has a gun to Lucy's head. Uh, and they tell her if she makes any noise, they're going to shoot Lucy. Kit goes with them. What she doesn't know is that Austin followed her and then followed her to where the goons are taking her. Um, and they go to this facility, but she sees not only Dupree, but Simon as well. How she found out Austin was there was that uh, she sees him being, I'm going to do quotation marks around this, passed out um, by more goons with Simon. And Simon goes on to tell her the story of how he came to Blood Moon. So now he saved himself from being hooked up to the serum that uh, that they were doing and that he is the one who sold Kit out. Simon goes on to have Kit handcuffed to bed, strips her clothes. Um, and this brings back some of the flashbacks to what Gray did to work, especially when Simon says he's going to get the silver tip whip because that was always her favorite. That is why she does not like the sound of thunder. Austin's able to get Kit out of her flashback after he wakes up. Uh, and so she's able to get out of the cuffs and get her and Austin out of the cells. On their way out, they find Caleb and he tells them the rest of the team is there, along with some backup. Before they can make it outside, they're attacked by guards and a woman who has claws that are made out of some sort of metal. Like, I'm, okay, um, I'm trying to think what X-Men movie this was. I Oh, I don't think it was X-Men. It might have been X2. But, um, I, and I know this is just how I'm picturing her hands. Okay. So, um, oh, shit, I wish I remembered which X-Men movie it was. I don't think it was the original X-Men. I want to say it was X2. I could be completely fucking wrong on this. And I know for sure it was an X3. But, um... In, in one of the X-Men's movies, they had this woman who was facing off uh, against Wolverine. And in her body, she could literally... Okay, uh, uh, like, she could make claws out of her hands out of this molten metal that she had in her body. Um, and she, it's almost like she was kind of, like, um, mystique to where she could also, like, uh, uh, change into someone else. It also somewhat remind just just talking about how she was able to make claws on a molten level just brought up the picture of um the bad Terminator in Terminator Two Judgment Day that molten creepy fucker, um which was actually the first Terminator movie I've ever seen. I saw that one like ten years before I saw the original Terminator. Anyway, back to this. So. She her her claws are made out of some sort of metal, and start attacking her. And um, after after they win that big fight, um, they're able to get out with the rest of the guys and see a hel and and soon they see a helicopter take off from the roof. The Simon Dupree, some of the scientists, and some of the subjects. I'm almost done, I promise. I 
went a little bit overboard with this, but it's fine. It's fine. I really need to stop drinking caffeine. Woo. Uh, the next morning, director Pierre shows up at the guy's house and, and uh, all the guys are intimidated by him. Now, director uh, Pierre is uh, the head of Omega. And Kit shows no regards to him. We find out that the director is Jonathan, her adoptive father. Austin and the others are a little mad when they find out that their boss knew who the fox was the entire time. But he assures everyone that he never gave any clues to who the fox was the entire time. Um, But now that she has been caught, she has to start her classes at Omega as soon as she graduates. He asks about Lucy. She tells him what happened. Soon Jonathan makes gets a phone call that tells him that debris has been caught as being detained but only talk but will only talk to miss davenport they fly out to this military base i believe it was in o canada um uh that debris is being held at and it's there that we learn why Dupree was doing the experiments as she was now simon gave the reason why and that was for immortality but uh that's wrong um what dupree was actually trying to do was to end the magical plague she goes on to tell kit how the plague started almost 400 years ago um by a woman named tasha before the plague supernaturals were everywhere and all of the subjects that Blood Moon Labs uh, had were supers, but not all of them had access to their magic. The lab is where both of Kit's parents uh, were held, and she learns that her mother's name is Bridget, but Dupree wouldn't give her her father's name. Before they can get any more information, Dupree kills herself, the cyanide capsule those cyanide capsules it's like captain america all over again fuck if you if if there's someone that doesn't understand that marvel reference please go and watch captain america the first avenger this leaves everyone with more questions and answers but one thing they find out for sure is that Kit might have the ability to heal people and that healing could bring out the supernatural being that they are. And that is the end of book one. Holy shit. There's a lot of information in that first book. I forgot how much of an information overload that first book gets you. And you are learning most of all the backstories to all of these characters it it's it gets to the point to where you're just like is the information going to stop coming in what more information do we need to know uh but holy fuck it's so well written if if i am also remembering correctly this is tate's uh first series that she wrote by herself i believe um i know that she had done other books where she uh, had co-written with another author but i think this is the first uh series that she had done that were just 
that she had wrote herself with no one else. I think so. Um, Because I actually, okay, for me, I came to learn about um, Tate uh, when reading a book that her and, oh God, I am so going to mess up this author's last name. Um, Because I am horrible and didn't look it up before, but I will for next time. Um, Sam... Okay, it's either Stunnage or Stunage or another pronunciation that I'm not getting right. Sorry, uh, I'll look it up and figure out how to correctly pronounce it. Um, but uh, I, I, they did a series together that was the uh, hide, yeah, hijinks harem was no harem. Harem. I I always mess that word up too. Hijinks Harem was the first um series that I found of 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 Tate's and she did that with CM and so I went on to find more of Tate's books. Um have I read all of everything in her catalog? No. I am slowly getting there. Um the one thing that Tate does more than anything is that all of her from the books that I've read so far all of her female characters are badasses they are like they're characters that I wish I could be like that badass with the only badass thing about me is my tattoos truthfully that's that's it i i am nerd personified and then the thing is no one okay when you look at me you don't see someone with a full sleeve plus a hand tattoo i i don't look like the type of person that should have that and if (laughs) and that's my own way of being i'm gonna do quotation marks again badass uh what that really is is a slight disappointment to both my parents and i'm fine with that okay but i then with with reading this and then i i have to say i have there are some books that have um especially when you're writing something about uh, supernaturals or 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 um yeah, I guess you can just call it or shifters or, or or some sort of supernatural being in it a lot of them have the same um information going throughout it all um and it's mostly stuff that you find from myths and legends and all that this has none of it none i read it and i'm just like oh what and i remember like waiting um because when i started reading that reading the series i think only like the first two books were out and i just remember constantly waiting 
for the next book and the next book and then they're just like here's the final book and i'm just like no and then they did some short they uh uh tate came out with a um sort of like a extended epilogue in a way um which was uh, basically like uh, its own little novella with the same characters and and whatnot and uh it was it was so good but you kind of just want this world to keep going on and and that's the one thing i love about especially all the books that that tate does and and a lot of the books that i've read is you want those stories to keep continuing because you want to know where they are 300 years down the line or 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 15 seconds down the line after the book ends you want to know um yeah so god damn this is uh, the, this is so good and so if you guys read the book there is i haven't bought this yet because it's not that i'm scared to buy it it's because I'm afraid that family will find it and then wonder what the fuck is wrong with me. Um, <laughs> there is a coloring book. Um, the Kit Davenport coloring book. Um, that is based on everything in this series. And from what I've heard, the coloring book is amazing. Um, I do plan at some point getting it. Um, I just haven't yet. So yeah. So trying to think if there's anything else. I don't know. I I'm I'm. It's been so long since I've done an episode that you know I'm trying to think of how how to put everything um i'm trying to think of what else i have left to do i don't think i have anything so with that being all said and done um you guys can find me on instagram at what we read in the bedroom god damn i had to think there for a minute no uh what we read in the bedroom pod um I'm still using the email right now, not your normal books. Um, I will be upgrading my email here soon. Um, I just, there's been a lot of shit going on in, in my life right now. So that was, that was something I haven't done yet. Um, please, please, please rate subscribe and review every little bit helps other people find this podcast um i'm trying to think if there's anything else and i don't think that there is so with that all said i will see you all next week